The mandate for Prime Minister Narendra Modi in 2014 was a vote of hope. Hope that he would provide jobs, provide solutions to age-old problems and improve the quality of life. In contrast, the mandate of 2019 is a vote of confidence, but faith in Modi for the wrong reasons. There is no longer faith in elusive jobs, nor the belief that Modi will fix agrarian issues which have caused huge distress to small and marginal farmers. There is also no confidence that Achyadin will be ushered in. However, they have confidence that Modi will successfully target India's enemies, both inside and outside. People have voted for Narendra Modi because they believe he will revive India's lost glory and enhance the country's global standing. They also believe because they have been told that if they ever queue up at immigration desks at foreign airports, the official will look at them with respect upon seeing the Indian passport. But most importantly, those who handed Modi a second successive term did so because of the confidence that he will ensure that the hitherto appeased minorities, especially Muslims, will be brought into the mainstream, making them fall in line with the majority's sentiments. Make no mistake, people read the subliminal message of the muscular nationalism narrative that Modi had woven after the Pulwama Bala court. They are confident that Modi will continue fixing this problem, even though the government will keep reiterating "sabka saath, sabka vikas" as its credo. The mandate of 2019 is also confidence in Modi's continued capacity to deliver on microeconomic services. The government will ensure that existing schemes, distribution of subsidized gas cylinders, funding toilets, loans for homes and small businesses, etc., continue, and will also step up its welfare programs. The confidence of the electorate has also emerged from a host of factors, including that there is no alternative, the Tina factor. In other words, there was no one else but Modi on the menu. While Modi articulated, packaged, and marketed his message professionally, the opposition did not have any big message save negativism. Anti-Modism had its limitations, especially in an election of this import. If Indira Gandhi's "Wo kehte hai." Indira hatao, main kehti hu garibi hatao worked. So did Modi's argument that the opposition was driven by nothing but blind rage against him. Modi's biggest success has been the legitimization of the Sangh Parivar's nationalism steeped in Hindutva. From the beginning, Hindu nationalistic politics have been synonymous with Indian nationalism. Through sustained campaigning, Modi has made the secular folks and the new political untouchables. The way. Communalist was once a slur for the BJP and its affiliates. Modi has single-handedly legitimized secularist as the new political abuse. If secularism was the normal in Indian politics previously, the new normal is Hindutva-tinged nationalism. Like it took L K Advani several decades to claim that the BJP did not mind living in splendid isolation, the BJP's adversaries will take some time to muster the courage to contest Modi or his successes on ideological terms. Till then, expect opposition leaders to flaunt their sacred threads and family deities. Modi was aware as late as early this year that he had entered the election season with not the best of governance records. From day one, the government had created a huge database of microeconomic deliveries, especially services. This was publicized and used to submerge the failure of the government on the macroeconomic front. Its failure in generating employment and most importantly, its failure to uplift the stagnating rural economy, yet. the bjp leadership knew this was not enough that's why the pulwama terror attack paradoxically came as a lifeline for modi like the surgical strikes were used to the bjp's benefit in 
the Balakot airstrike was smartly showcased. Modi's image of being nation-defending, pious, selfless saved him from accusation that would have stuck to lesser politician. For example, flack for modelling at Jim Corbett Park at the time of the Fulbama attack. The index of trust in Modi is the highest among the most recent Indian politicians. After all, hadn't he declared in 2014, Me desh nahi dunga. If Modi was good with oratory previously, he took it to new levels. Beside governance and politics, he had certainly focused on improving his already good public speaking skills. The never-on-a-holiday leader framed new terms of engagement with the people. He positioned himself as the challenger of status quo and identified new symbols of the post-colonial elite, car market for instance, that he vowed to uproot. Tapping into the nationalistic sentiment, Modi labelled anyone asking questions to the government as anti-national. Anyone imploring the election commission to be impartial was also cast alongside the same lot. Like always, Modi repeated his headline and spent no time on the detail. Even though Nayab was a better idea, the rupees 2000 that was credited to banks proved to be more beneficial. Unlike Modi, the opposition failed to bedazzle. Within a fortnight of the Balakot strikes, Modi's victory had become certain. Thereafter, in hindsight, it is evident, it was just a matter of taking the tally to a new high. Single-party majorities don't evoke pleasant memories in India. But what is more worrying is that Modi is ideologically driven, something which his predecessors like Indira Gandhi and Hassan were not.